It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You want an ownership change news two days in a row? You're going to get ownership change news two days in a row. Dan Snyder wants $6 billion, but do we really care what Dan Snyder does or wants? I don't. Let's find out if Chris does that and more on this live episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host sitting right next to me for this live episode is Chris the Rooster Russell. Both of us, credential media and members of the media covering your Washington Commanders. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where you can find Heat and Pete Methurst live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern or anytime on the Odyssey app. And you can find Chris writing for The Command Post, a subscription-based publication. You can find me writing about the Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation at commandercountry.com. That's a lot of times I said the word Commanders, Chris, but of course, this is a Commander show. It is indeed uh, all about the commanders. It's locked on commanders. You're locked on commanders. Sam Howell is the commander's quarterback, but is he getting disrespected? We'll answer that coming up, at least in the eyes of one NFL analyst. Also, Eric Bieniemy is bringing the energy to the Washington commanders. What does it all mean? But first, Dandy Dan wants a lot of money. And David, as you said, Dan wants well, $6 billion. Um, we want to say something about this coming up. Uh, we will get into it. Charles Gasparino of Fox Business Channel, who has had some reporting on this, says Commander's owner Dan Snyder is demanding at least $6 billion for the price of the Commanders. What do you make of this? Are you surprised? I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, I mean, look, I want at least $2 billion for this AirPod case. You can't have the AirPods. Because I'm using them, but you can have the case. I mean, look, at, you know, and and obviously that's a, a much different type of item here. At the end of the day, we've we've kind of been talking about this, right? Like what Dan Snyder wants and what Dan Snyder is going to get don't necessarily marry up. Now, there's there's a certain limitation to that, right? There's a left and right limit. Like Jeff Bezos can't come in and be like, "Hey, nobody likes you. I'll give you 500 million, and you can be on your way." Like that's not going to happen. There's going to be fair market value, uh, and Dan Snyder is probably going to try and inflate that fair market value based on. I don't know, something, a uh, playoff appearance two seasons ago, near playoff appearance this last season. Look, the team is getting better. We've got a young, you know, new quarterback, and isn't that amazing? Eric Bieniemy was, like, the hottest name in the coaching carousel, that, you know, for the last three years, and we got him here uh, in Washington. And, 
if he gets hired away as a head coach, you're going to get two third round picks. That's got to be worth at least another billion, right? Like there's going to be a lot of posturing, a lot of, a lot of discussion that goes back and forth uh, of this, but honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really think that what Dan Snyder wants really cares or is really important. Anyway, I don't, I don't really care about it. I don't think it's really all that important anymore. I think the further we get into this and the further and further away any type of NFL or ownership support uh, sticks to Dan Snyder, which it has been steadily falling off for the last year plus, um, what Dan really, really wants doesn't hold a whole lot of weight because let's, let's be honest, what Dan wants is to remain an NFL owner, right? Like that's really what he wants, and he's certainly not getting that. The rest of this – He's going to get fair market value. He's not going to get ripped off necessarily. But if he's trying to inflate this this cost of this franchise for any other reasons that that are that are not logical and not fair business, Jeff, you're talking about the founder of Amazon.com. Jeff Bezos is not going to bite on those, and neither is this firm that he's hired to broker this deal. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why I think it's more important than you think it is. Uh, and I understand where you're coming from about fair market value and ultimately – we generally get to what is considered a fair market, but not all the time, right? Free agency, sales of teams, what have you. The Denver Broncos sold for $4.65 I think it was, last August. And Dan wants at least, reportedly, $6 billion. Now, somebody in his camp, David, about a month ago lied and stretched the truth beyond stretching the truth. Wait, wait, wait. Someone in Dan Snyder's camp lied? Yeah, well, here's Say it why. Ain't so. That's like saying somebody on the commander's roster wore burgundy once. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's a good point. Uh, I guess I didn't think about that corollary. But but you know what I'm talking about. When they said they had offers well north of $7 billion to Forbes, and Forbes lapped it up like a thirsty dog, right, on a 95-degree day. I mean, just couldn't get enough. Offers well north of $7 billion. I got really worried when they said offers well north of $7 billion, which I didn't think was true, that Dan was expecting $7.5, $8 billion and maybe demanding that and hoping to get that and holding out until he got that. And that's what I was worried about. So when we say that it's not really important, he'll get fair market value, what have you, I do think $6 billion, if it, even if it's more, uh, slightly more than $6 billion, is the market value based on what the Broncos sold for? Again, 4.65. But it is market value because Washington is more important and bigger market than Denver. Uh, you know, again, a year has elapsed. Well, you know, well, not a, a full year, but you get my point. A full football season uh, has elapsed. Um, and, and I do think it's important just from the standpoint of if Dan is only – only expecting six billion or six point two billion. I think a sale is much more realistic and much more likely to happen quicker than if he was again expecting six point eight, seven, seven point two, what have you. So that's why I think this number that Gasparino threw out there, if it's true, is yeah. I guess more layered in terms of importance, if that makes sense. Yeah, it certainly does. You know, at the end of the day, it it it's I mean, it's definitely a significant amount of money and the and the comparatives uh matter. Honestly, I think Dan Snyder's gonna drag this thing out until the the, the last minute. Like I think he's just he's gonna cling on uh to the to the bumper of the National Football League until the very last pinky slips off at the end and uh, and and you know and, and he'll spend the rest of his his life lifetime talking about how he was he used to own uh, one possible. of the most historic NFL franchises, you know, in, in history. And that'll be his claim to fame. Um, Gasparino, Chris, uh, you know, you talked about this. Also mentioned that Jeff Bezos is, quote, in the in the pole position to buy the team, end quote, and really says that 
the best bet is nothing or Jeff Bezos. So is the worst case scenario really nothing in this situation? Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, listen, Jeff Bezos, I'm sure, and I know in some people's eyes is not a good person and maybe a piranha and maybe some brings on some of the controversies that Dan was essentially ousted or pushed aside. Listen, I don't know about all of that, but if you gave me the choice between Dan Snyder and Jeff Bezos, it's Jeff Bezos a thousand times and a million times every Sunday. Okay. I'm not, yeah. it's not even a question. And I, and again, I worked for Dan for five years and I had pleasant dealings with him. The fact is, and this is an undeniable fact, he has been a wretched, horrible, horrible owner for the Washington commanders and by any other name for almost 25 years. I don't care. I, I, I'm sorry. I do care about the other things, the other transgressions. But the 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 one undis- indisputable thing, David, is that this team has been a massive, massive failure on and off the field for 25 plus years. That is mm-hmm. indisputable. OK, um, so, yeah, I, if it's nothing or Jeff Bezos, of course, I'm choosing Jeff Bezos. If it's nothing, and that's why I think the sale price and the expectation price is important, Dan could look and, and say, Raj, look, I, I, I tried, man, but my team's worth $7 billion. That's how I value it. That's what Bank of America told me it was worth. See, you want to talk to Bank of America? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll invite them over for a caviar lunch on Lady S. They're worth $7 billion. Sorry, Dan. That I mean, sorry, Raj. I tried. I'm trying to find somebody that's worth my meeting price, but I just can't walk away with anything less than seven billion with what I owe. So to me, that's where the nothing component comes in. What if Dan plays his poker hand and says, I tried, I tried to do everything I could, but I got to get a fair price. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jeff Bezos is going to offer him a fair price. Like, again, I don't, I don't you know what I mean? Uh, I don't see, I don't see a future. I know uh, Joseph in the live chat uh, disagrees with what I'm about to say. I don't see a future where Dan Snyder remains the owner uh, of this franchise. I am excited about the potential uh, of Jay-Z. Once again, his, that name is kind of coming up in conversation again, Sean Carter um, potentially becoming a part of this deal. And then Jeff uh, Bezos, you know, may or may not be selling his share uh, in the Washington Post, which honestly, I mean, look, we, we've kind of talked about this before. I don't really care if he sells his, his ownership rights of the Washington yeah. Post. I trust and everybody out there else, you know, should trust uh, Nikki Javala and Sam Fortier of the Washington Post to do their job and to do it with integrity and do it the best way they can, because that's how they do it uh, day in, day out. You know that you've witnessed it. I know that I've witnessed it. And, you know, if you read their work and and and, and all that stuff, you should. Uh, you should also know that we also know we appreciate Joseph, David, uh, Greg in the live chat. All of you joining us here live on this episode, Chris. More from Eric Bieniemy's introductory press conference and the energy that he brought, which could be felt throughout the room in Ashburn on Thursday, coming up next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Absolutely, David. But first, today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Bilt Bar. You know, I had a Bilt Bar on my way in Friday uh, to the radio station in the morning. It's a perfect way to get your day started, uh, or if you're looking for a meal replacement or an after-workout treat or something to avoid that sugary, calorie-filled, fattening bowl of ice cream that you might want and crave at the end of the night. Trust us, uh, guys, we got through the holidays, right? Everybody's goal is to eat healthier this year uh, and to work out more and to fuel your body the better way. Well, what better way? 
than with Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, again, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, that's right, soft, easy to chew, real chocolate. Uh, you're not getting a fake imposter product filled with a bunch of crap that you don't want. They're healthy for you, 130-ish calories, uh, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein, low in net carbs, and wonderful, wonderful flavors. David's favorite is the mint brownie. I love anything with chocolate and peanut butter, uh, but I love so many of the other flavors too. You're going to be surprised about chocolate and orange. Trust me, it doesn't sound great, but it is a good taste. I love them. And here's even better. Normally, we tell you go to built.com to get your built bars. But now you can walk into your local Walmart or your Sam's Club and get a big box, or you can get a four bar box. I saw them in my local Walmart last week, and then I went to Florida and I saw them down there. So grab your built bars at Sam's Club and Walmart. Trust us, you can thank us later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. So, David, uh, we are taking a look at some of the key quotes and thoughts of Eric Bieniemy's press conference that we didn't have a chance to really get into on the uh, last episode. Uh, and we'll continue to do this because it was such a momentous day and higher and press conference and all that. And again, it's really all we have right now. In lieu of substance, meat and potatoes, in his opening statement, David, he said, I'm going to bring some energy and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. So here's my question. And, and I, I asked this and I, I hope I ask it respectfully. I've seen coaches with a lot of energy. Raheem Morris, when he was here, had a ton of energy. And I like Raheem. Very good coach, former Bucks head coach, currently the defense coordinator of the Rams, won a Super Bowl last year, but you know, all that. Okay. Uh, we, we saw um, uh, Chris, um, Chris Harris, who I know mm-hmm. jumped out to you. Randy Jordan is another guy that's fun to watch. Pete Hayner, the now retired tight end. Some guys do it differently. John Matsko, I never hear him say anything. Do we put too much emphasis in the media as fans? Do we put too much emphasis and stock on energy and style of coaches? Uh, I think that's that's a relative question, right? So if, if you say that if you say that energy from a coach means nothing then you put too little stock in mm-hmm. in the amount of energy a coach brings to the room. If you say that energy is everything and you can't win with a coach without a coach that doesn't have maximum energy, then you put too much stock in it. So here's what I'll say. Energy is important. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, you mentioned Chris Harris. Uh, like, look, Coach Harris got that DB room going, and he got them going on the practice field, on the sidelines. I mean, you know, you, you'd see defensive backs uh, engaged in what's going on on the field, even when it's not their rep and it's not just, you know, they're standing there. Uh, and watching and, and and all that stuff and seeing them after some of the wins after the games uh, and and in the locker room uh, with his guys, you know, it, when you look at the development of Benjamin St. Juice, Chris Harris's ability to one relate because he's done it. You know what I mean? He can he can speak the you know you're seeing this and you're reacting off of that. Here's how I need you to see it. Here's how I need you to react. That's 
invaluable. That that right. that experience he was able to connect with is invaluable. But also the way that he did it, he he was he was he, he I say was because he's not with the organization anymore. But he he was a hard coach, right? He was he held his guys accountable, wasn't afraid to pull them off the practice field. I mean, fans are over there. You know what I mean? I, I witnessed Benjamin St. Juice in the slot again in training camp. Remember, he was you know trained to move inside blows a coverage you know gets gets smoked i mean i remember one specifically curtis samuel just put him in a blender and it was amazing play for curtis samuel but there were some of the fans like going hey you know ben come on man like you're better than that coach harris pulls him right off the field says danny you get in there run this next rep ben you come here coaches him up hard puts benjamin st juice back in there for the the rep following benjamin st juice makes the adjustment does what he's coached to do and guess what? Chris Harris is the first guy running up to him to give him a pat on the back of the helmet and, and to encourage his guys. It's absolutely important. You have players that that don't necessarily get into the rah-rah energy and, and you know, you pump me up and, and all that stuff. Uh, uh, Andrew Norwell is a guy that, you know what I mean, you could be the most excited coach in the world staring at his face. He's just going to be like, all right, coach, let's go hit stuff. Like, that's just, just kind of his personality. So to him, it probably isn't all that important. But you know what? If you have a guy that needs that juice – and you have a coach that doesn't bring any juice, that is much more detrimental. So is it important? Yes. Is it, you know, am I going to come back here at the end of the season and be like, look, these three wins are because EB has juice? No, you can't You can't correlate it that way. But there is value in having that kind of energy uh, in the room. And, and you know, look, not not to, to detract from Scott Turner, but Eric Bieniemy does bring a level of energy more than what Scott Turner brought to this. Well, offense. that's what got me to thinking of that question right there, what you just said. I do wonder, in addition to his expertise and tutelage under Andy Reid, how much that different energy and style will pump up this offense and get guys going when you're maybe lagging a little bit on a hot day in training camp or when your body's a little tired in the fourth quarter. Presuming that he's going to be working down on the sideline, which is how he worked uh, in Kansas City, which I would assume uh, he's going to. Um, the enemy also said, uh, and we touched on this uh, on the last episode after the introductory press conference, that he's not focused on being a head coach. Uh, it's not in his thought process right now. He said, here's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on being the best coach I can be today. Right thing to say. The rest of everything will take care of itself tomorrow. I live in the moment, okay? So I got to be planted. I got to be where my feet are. So right now, my feet are planted right here. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to be a head coach, David. But if he's being honest, and I think he's being honest, right now, today, at the end of February, heading to the scouting combine, Eric Bieniemy's is not worried about why he hasn't been picked as a head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Look, whatever the reasons are that he's being told, are they're, they're there. You know what I mean? Like, whatever those reasons are, they are those reasons. Whatever reasons he's being told from the media and from the fans and everything else and, and former players, those reasons are there. Like, nothing, none of that is going to change between now and August, right? None of that's going to change. Mm-hmm. What can change is Eric Bieniemy's preparation and ability to lead this offense. And make no mistake about it, like this isn't a situation where the National Football League, by and large, and owners are simply sitting back saying, "Well, EB, if you just spend a year calling your own plays, regardless of the outcome, somebody will give you a job." No, that's not. EB's got to do this, and he's got to do well. Now, I'm not saying they got to win 10, 11, 12, 13 games, win a championship, all that stuff. But if you come out of the Washington Commanders 2023 NFL season, saying, man, this offense has some pop. They've got some burst. They've got some ability. You look at the way they they use these weapons. We didn't see that guy. You know, you look at like an Isaiah Pacheco from the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe this year that's Jarrett Patterson. Maybe it's Tajay Spears who they draft, you know, in, in the fourth round of the NFL draft. I don't know who that's going to be. But look at the way that EB used this guy, and mm-hmm. he came basically out of nowhere. 
Those are the kinds of things that are going to get Eric Bieniemy an NFL head coaching job because now there is no top coverage uh, of Andy Reid. But I want to I want to also say like that whole mentality and this whole situation is almost is is almost fuel. Like you talk about the energy, right? But listen, you talk about these teams like like Terry McLaurin has kind of talked about it. Like he came into the Senior Bowl his year coming out of Ohio State, basically unknown. He came out of Ohio State, like the Ohio State Buckeyes football program basically unknown by a lot of people who weren't just diehard draft fans uh, and football fans. And you look at some of these, some of these other guys, Antonio Gibson, a wide receiver turned uh, running back, Brian Robinson, uh, a third round pick who then had the beginning of his, his rookie campaign cut short. Jahan Dotson, the fifth wide receiver drafted in the first round. And believe me, these guys remember that kind of stuff. Sam Howell slid all the way to the fifth round, the whole underdog. And we've got something to prove mentality that Eric B is bringing inherently with him, whether or not he's owning it and speaking it at the podium or not, that mentality is coming with him. And his guys are going to adopt that mentality. And it's going to help them potentially do this thing. Now, he'd be also said in a quote that it's not going to, it's not just going to happen at the top of a finger. It's going to take some time. So be patient, mm -hmm. but there's a lot to like about this relationship. And it's not just, what he's saying, it's also kind of a representation of who he is and what this franchise is right now. Yeah, and I think, again, as going back to our reaction on the last episode, he's authentic and real. I mean, he may not be the most polished guy in the world. He may, you know, uh, maybe raise some eyebrows in, in some people's eyes, what have you, um, but he is he is authentic, and he is EB. He is Eric Bieniemy. One last quick thing. He didn't mention anything about really Dan Snyder, uh, and, and his involvement as others, many others head coaches, you know, have in the past, but Ron Rivera did in a little side session, I think it was to WUSA nines, uh, Darren Haynes, our, our content partner at Tegna. Um, and I might be wrong on that, but it was somebody I thought it was to, to Darren Haynes, basically that Dan Snyder was very supportive and he just said, Hey, make sure you get the right guy. Take as long as you need, do whatever you got to do. Make sure you get the right guy. Do you take that as a sign? Uh, not that he's going to sell the team, but that is, I guess, a positive where Dan could have, you know, last opportunity to get his hands in the cookie jar. If Ron's telling <laughs> us the truth and Eric Bieniemy didn't even bring him up really at the press conference, it does seem like Dan is staying out of that cookie jar. Yeah. And I mean, you know, EB said that Coach Rivera was the main guy he talked to. He talked to Jason Wright, talked to Martin Mayhew, but really, you know, uh, I think he said kind of had some conversations, but like at the end of the day that, you know, those are guys that he leaned on. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Dan Snyder letting football guys do football things, which uh, I suppose if, if we're going to give him a pat on the back on the way out the door for something, it can be that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I, you know, I think it's a good sign, but it's not exactly surprising. All right, more on Eric Bieniemy coming up next week. More reaction to everything that he said and what his arrival means. Sam Howell isn't getting any early offseason respect. We're going to tell you why that's not right. That's coming up next, right here on Locked On Commanders. But first. This episode is also brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard of talk about, you've heard us talk about the mobile game app. Uh, can't tell you how much fun it is for us. I know David loves it. Um, and, and I've tried to play it and I'm miserable at it. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm struggling along. I would not probably be a good GM. I think too much with my heart and my emotions. Maybe sometimes you have to have a little bit more savvy than I have, but 
you might have that savvy. And now it's your turn to compete. If you've ever dreamed of running in you know, your own NFL team, managing your own football franchise, now is the perfect time. It's ultimate football GM. You can hire the right coaches and coordinators. Maybe you'll hire Eric B. Enemy. You can trade players. You can sign them as free agents. All of that and much, much more. We've created a locked-on league for you to compete against locked-on fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate football GM? Choose Locked On, the Locked On League, I should say, in the app to join. Can you create a football dynasty? You're going to get 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. Make sure you check it out today. Download the game, ultimate-gm.com, or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card back now to wrap up this live episode of locked on washington commanders locked on commanders the 33rd team uh you know some of you are familiar with the site some of you are not familiar with the site staffed largely by former players former executives uh, a lot of people who have experience inside the national football league and that perspective uh, is always incredibly valued but guys look i understand that they they did it they played it they coached it they managed it, it doesn't mean they always have the right answer it doesn't mean their takes are always the correct ones because former nfl quarterback matt castle came out with his way too early quarterback rankings for 2023 and i would say that they're way too early chris because they're half-baked and they're not ready for public consumption he needs to take them back he needs to throw them back in the oven <laughs> mix it around a little bit because not only the washington commanders quarterback sam Howell not make the list in the top 15 top 20 top 20 he didn't make the list at all he didn't make the list at all and, I, and i'm not sitting here saying sam Howell should have been quarterback number one on this list and to be fair, the list is only 32 deep, right? So you had to pick from 32 mm -hmm. different options. But Chris, before I, I before I get a little disrespectful of, of Matt Castle, and I want to be clear, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Matt Castle, but I'm going so I'm not disrespecting Matt, but I'm going to disrespect the heck out of his rankings. That's what's about to happen uh, right here. So before I do that, I will let you uh, chime in here first. All right, I was bothered by it too, but maybe that's because we're here and he's not, but he played the game and we didn't, but I, here's what I'll tell you. I, I can only imagine without talking to Matt Castle, and I'll try and get him on the show uh, next week or, or as soon as we can to find out for sure. But I can only imagine he's based that on, look, I've only seen Sam Howell once, you know, at least Mike white, whatever you want to say, Desmond Ritter, whatever you want to say, but I've only seen him once. And that is a fair point. There's not a lot of meat on that bone, if you will, outside of what he did at North Carolina and what he did in the preseason, which, again, you have to take in the proper context. But it was one impressive performance against the Dallas Cowboys, a team that was playing for something. So let's not just totally dismiss that. Granted, in a game that didn't mean anything for the commanders. But that's what I would have to imagine. But to me, David, I, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. I, 
sorry. I have a hard time saying Desmond Ritter is better than Sam Howell. I have a hard time thinking, quite honestly, even Sam Darnold, who I know bounced back a little bit for the Carolina Panthers, a little bit. Sam Darnold has been a massive bust. I'm sorry. He has. I'd rather take Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm sorry, Sam Howell, I'm getting my Sams confused, over Sam Darnold. And that might just be because I can't stand Sam Darnold. I don't know. But, you know, guys like Mike – now, Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick two years ago, is not on the list either. So whatever that means, he's played a lot more than Sam Howell, at least, I guess. Maybe Sam Howell's ahead of him. But the bottom line is is, uh, some of the guys that were ranked ahead of him, Desmond Ritter, go kick all the rocks, please. Yeah, absolutely. Look – here, you said the word context, and I love that. And 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 I want to I want to you know Matt Castle, if you're watching or listening to this, first of all, like I said, not trying to be disrespectful to you. Your 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 opinion is certainly valid and and valuable, and and you know coming from a place of experience, I'm not. I don't want to discard any of that stuff. But you you don't provide any context here, brother. It simply starts off quote former NFL quarterback Matt Castle provides his way too early 2023 quarterback rankings. All stats are from the 2022 regular season. End quote. I have no idea how you're how you're ranking. These guys, is this a power ranking? You know what I mean? Is this a power ranking? Because if it's a power ranking, well, certainly Sam Howell should be on there because he was a starting quarterback in the NFL season. Jimmy Garoppolo certainly wasn't a starter. He was injured, but he was not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So if you're doing power rankings, all 32 starting quarterbacks for national football teams should be on there. If you're talking projections, right, um, then Sam Howell certainly outranks a number of these guys that are on your list more than some of these other players. We'll get to that here in a minute. If you're talking about what they're doing today, as of February 24th, as we're doing live February 21st, uh, my best friend's birthday when these rankings came out, he's still, but like Patrick Mahomes, number one, got just one Super Bowl MVP. I mean, two Super Bowls in five years. You know what I mean? He's on the Brady pace, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't be it. Jalen Hurts. The new hotness, Joe Burrow, uh, still hot but looking a little bit cooled off. Josh Allen, we'll see how the Bills bounce back. Got it. You know what I mean? Those, those guys, I'm not going to argue. Where I am going to argue is, like you said, whether you're talking about projection of what this quarterback could be, where he stands today, or what he did in the NFL season, Sam Howell did enough in the practice field and in the meeting rooms to be projected as the number one quarterback for his team coming into 2023. Desmond Ritter, the Atlanta Falcons are rumored and discussed to be one of the teams on the lookout for one of these quote-unquote, five potential franchise quarterbacks that Daniel Jeremiah identified in his media press conference call on uh, on Friday. Mike White, the New York Jets are not only chasing Aaron Rodgers, they're chasing Derek Carr as a backup, and they're looking at the NFL draft as a backup. So that Sam Darnold is, is, a, is, is, a, is a memory. Davis Mills at the Houston Texans are projected to take a quarterback in the first round. Baker Mayfield doesn't even have a team right now. Kenny Pickett maybe is where you kind of start the list, and that's 27 because yeah, I think he had a fairly solid rookie season for what you can consider. But Jacoby Brissett's a man without a team. Mac Jones might be on his way out of New England. Russell Wilson, uh, give me a break, brother. So there's there's a lot here to be said about this rankings, and I would say that Sam Howell should at least, at least be number 27. He should at least be ahead of Baker Mayfield, who doesn't have a team. Davis Mills, who's about to be replaced. Sam Darnold, who probably, who may not even, who may be writing for the 33rd team this time next year. Mike White, who certainly is not the preference in New York. And Desmond Ritter, who already has the Falcons looking for another quarterback. Oh, by the way, Justin Fields, who's all the way up here in the teens area. Um, it's not his fault that his franchise is dumb, but they might be trading him. So how are you putting him above a quarterback whose franchise is not only selling him as the starter, but bringing in a two-time Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator to lead him into the next chapter of his career? I just don't get it, man. 
Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think you're I think you're right on, and I think we're both kind of in the same area. You know, maybe I wouldn't put Sam maybe as high as you, but I mean, it would be right there. So it, it's splitting hairs. I, I honestly, I didn't think this was a great uh, project. Certainly towards the end, and maybe we care about it more than anybody else will. Uh, but I'm, we're, I think we're just being honest and real. Um, I think Sam Howell deserves a little bit better than some of those guys you just mentioned. David, we have uh, actually a little bit of breaking news that we don't have time to necessarily analyze, but it happened while we were going live uh, on this Friday afternoon. The commanders have signed and re-signed linebacker David Mayo and running back Jonathan Williams to one-year contract extensions for the 2023 season. So what we're going to do is on our next episode, which will be a mock draft Monday, we're going to have some analysis about those two additions, re-additions back to the commander's roster, what it means and who it means, uh, what for. And also there could be, could be a big free agent linebacker out there that is available that commander's fans were hot and heavy for uh, last year. We will get into all of that and much more, but that's going to do it for this particular edition of Locked On Commanders. Thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day, whether you're watching live or listening or just watching us over the weekend, what have you. If you want to hop in, it's Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or um, check us out on DM. You can go at LO Commanders. Again, we'll be back for Mock Draft Monday, have reaction to those two re-signings and much, much more. David's heading to Indianapolis for the scouting combine, so we will have all sorts of goodies uh, for you there, plus more reaction to Eric Bieniemy. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, enjoy the weekend, and as always, thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.